0: back to the episode
1: the lead is much more valuable than that first time sale and the same thing is true with your paid advertising with your organic traffic you need to look at things not just at that 30-day window that facebook gives you right that initial sale Mm -hmm. is not the whole picture and it's not the most valuable part of the picture your leads get more valuable as time goes on
2: This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. you also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. I'm Rick Mulready. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate it. We're going to continue our mini-series here on metrics and measuring your paid traffic as today, Charlie Vallely and Keith Park from a company called Segmetrics are going to join me to talk about understanding the value of a lead and using your metrics to really dial in on determining how much you should be spending on your paid ads. Now, as we get into it, you're going to hear that uh, the metrics platform that they've created works with Infusionsoft, but if you're not an Infusionsoft user, not to worry, it's totally fine. You're still going to get a ton out of this discussion here with Charlie and Keith. And before we jump into it here with them, I want to let you know, I went to Traffic and Conversion Summit here in San Diego last week, which is Digital Marketers Annual Conference. And I picked up some resources that I wanted to share with you. Now, these aren't necessarily related to our current discussion around metrics and measuring your paid ad performance, but it's timely. So I wanted to share these with you here on the episode today. I'll have these listed all out and linked up in the show notes over at RickMulready.com. Forward slash 75 as well. So, the first resource that I kind of took away from last week, if you're looking for help with creating ad images, check out a company called Design Pickle. It's designpickle.com. It's a graphic design company where you pay one flat monthly fee and then you get unlimited graphics created uh, each month. It's not for everybody. I will say that because it's pricey, it's like $370 per month. But if you and your business are creating a lot of graphics each month, this might be a good resource for you to check out. Again, it's designpickle.com. The next resource is, it's a it's a tool called towerdata.com, towerdata.com. This tool allows you to upload your email list and it will give you a bunch of demographic data about the people on your email list. Now, I'll be honest with you, I have not used this yet, but I cannot wait to check this out because... The way they were talking about it last week, it is super, super helpful. And having this kind of information about your email list would be great for any kind of marketing that you're doing, especially like setting up your targeting for your paid ads. So again, that's towerdata.com. You get to uh, upload your email list and it'll give you a bunch of demographic data about the people on your list. There was also, it's not really a a resource yet, but there was also a great session on customer retention and churn. And how to indoctrinate new customers in your business. This was by far my favorite session of the conference. And so I took a lot of really detailed notes on this. And I'm gonna be sharing my notes on this session over on rickmulready.com very soon. So make sure you uh, check that out. So, really, really good session with that one. Uh, the next resource is called similarweb.com. You know, you may have heard of this one already. But they're kind of like alexa.com where it gives you a, uh, a bunch of you know big demographic breakdown of any website that you enter into the tool. But it will also give you other websites that are similar to the site that you're searching on. So I like this tool a lot better than Alexa because it, it just tends to give you a lot more robust information. And I like the setup of it. Really, really good tool. Similarweb.com. Why Why is that important? By the way, it, it gives you all kinds of demographic information and can help you with your targeting of your paid ads. So check that site out as well. And then finally, I have not checked this one out. This is very interesting. And I took note of it because this is something that I might want to look at in the future. But it's a WordPress plugin called Transposh, T-R-A-N-S-P-O-S-H. And it is a plugin that translates your website into different languages. So if you're trying to reach different different markets around the world, this could be a really, really cool Uh, plugin to have in your uh, toolbox, if you will. So again, it's TransPosh. It's a WordPress uh, plugin, free WordPress plugin. So again, I'll list all these on the show notes page over at rickmulready.com forward slash 75 if you want to check any of them out. I'm not an affiliate for any of them or anything like that. I just thought they were really interesting resources that I wanted to share with you here on the show. All right, let's get into today's episode with Charlie Vileli and Keith Park as we talk about understanding the value of a lead and using your metrics to really dial in on determining how much you should be spending on your paid ads. All right, Charlie and Keith, welcome to the Art of Paid Traffic. How are you, how you guys doing? Hey, Rick. Thank you. Now, Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Now, you guys are in totally different parts of the world. Tell me where you guys are. <laughs> well, I'm in Austin,
1: Texas. And I'm in Japan. Okay. So, yeah, pretty much the exact opposite side of the world.
2: Okay. So, that's Charlie and Austin and Keith in 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 Japan. Um. Yeah. And you guys are the founders of Segmetrics. Now, I want to start off with a little bit, tell us a little bit about what that tool is and why you guys kind of, you know, sort of went down that path and and a little bit, I would love to. And I think in explaining that, your background is going to be really valid here. So give us a little bit of uh, insight into that. Absolutely.
3: Well, Keith and I have both done a bunch of consulting, uh, often overlapping around Infusionsoft, which is the email marketing and CRM marketing automation tool. And Keith does the full stack development. I do a bunch of the analytics. And it's a great tool, powerful tool for automating your marketing, but the data that you can get in it is next to nothing. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we weren't seeing the type of tracking we'd expect uh, to deliver to our customers. So I'd say about a year ago, we started building segmetrics with the idea that, you know, when people run uh, business through Infusionsoft, they should be able to tell what's going on. If they tag someone because they signed up for a webinar, uh, they should be able to see how much that lead was worth or whether they converted to a sale. So we started building it out based around our customers' data and, and giving the actionable reports that we would give them as consultants, and trying to put that into software. So I,
1: I still like the. I I just want to jump in right yeah, there. Sure. I still love the conversation that Charlie brought to me when we first just started discussing Segmetrics, because we had had this idea a number of times. Pretty much whenever a client asked Charlie, "Hey Charlie, I want to see a full top-down view of my business. I want to see like lead value and everything." And Charlie would just pull out his hair with all the uh, Excel exports, which anyone who's ever worked with Infusionsoft knows you export everything to Excel and you do the pivot tables. And he came to me uh, last year and said, Keith, if I do one more of these exports and pivot tables, I'm going to pull out all my hair. So that, <laughs> that
3: was kind of yeah, it. Was, it's getting to the point where it's, uh, I don't have much wiggle room anymore. And so, yeah, <laughs> being an analytics guy but not a dev, we kind of combined forces to automate the analytics work that I've been doing for clients. And, uh, and really, I think, show them a level of interpretation uh, they may not otherwise see.
2: Yeah, and I think that it's that level of interpretation and, and level of insight that I really want to kind of get into, <clears throat> excuse me, here with you guys today as far as the, um, you know, you mentioned if someone comes into a webinar, you tag them as, you know, they registered for the, what, that webinar, but you really don't have much insight <clears throat> into the long-term value of that person coming into okay. Um, your business as a lead so let's talk a little bit about that because you know we can talk about what Facebook allows us to do as far as you know we can set the uh, the Facebook pixel on you know for a, for a conversion we can measure that conversion we can also uh, put a value to that conversion meaning Facebook will allow us to see okay this person became a lead they they ended up buying and it, and it was worth whatever 97 dollars and we only spent you know fifty dollars to get it so we do have some insight into the ROI of that, but it's really, it's not the full picture. It's not the true picture of what the value of that lead is to your business. So so talk to us about that.
1: Well, I think especially one of the things that we need to consider is the fact that for most of these businesses, the long game is more important than the short game, sure. right? Because you look at affiliate lead generation and affiliate revenue and everything, people give out 50 to 60% of that revenue to their affiliates on that first sale. And there's a big reason for that, because they the lead is much more valuable than that first time sale. And the same thing is true with your paid advertising, with your organic traffic. You need to look at things not just at that 30-day window that Facebook gives you, right? That initial sale mm-hmm. is not the whole picture, and it's not the most valuable part of the picture. Your leads get more valuable as time goes on, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 100 days, a year later. Right.
3: And that's what's critical to know the full-time value, but it's also knowing how much you can spend on your ads. So maybe you spend $3 per lead to acquire them, uh, and you think that that's, you know, based on your tracking to the first sale, you may say, well, that's about as much as I can spend. But well, let's say you track a cohort of people over a year. Maybe you find that uh, it takes nine months. For, you know, your sales cycle is longer than you expect, and it takes nine months for them to spend that first $100 and then you find like wow my lead value is uh, you know 4x over a year. Mm-hmm. And so now you know that maybe you can start to spend more uh, to acquire your leads because you know that they'll monetize over time.
2: Keith, I know that you were you were kind of talking there. Did you want to add anything else to that? No.
1: No, he, he finished that up perfectly.
2: Okay. All right, cool. So, you know, we and we talk when you and when you, when you talk about all right, we pay $3 for a lead whether it's, you know, on Facebook or YouTube or whatever it, whatever it might be. That person comes into your business as a lead, and they whether they buy something for you from you or not. What you're saying is, well, will well, 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 they buy some buy something from you right away? I should say it's a caveat that is mm-hmm. that's really not the full picture. It's what are they buying from you down the road, six, nine, twelve months down the road, so that you can figure out. And I'm just kind of just kind of encapsulating what you just said, so that you can figure out what is the true value of that, so that you know. Exactly how much you can be spending on future advertisement, future you know paid ads to get them as a lead into your business. So if someone is not using a tool like Segmetrics, what are some ways that people can track this sort of thing?
1: So the best way to track this, both through Segmetrics and without, is to have custom fields in Infusionsoft that tracks those those values, the UTM values, right? So your source, where mm-hmm. did they come from? Uh, the campaign name, what ad were you using, etc. Uh, and Segmentrix actually uses those values as well. So even if you're not using Segmentrix, it's a great place to start, to start getting that data in there. And unfortunately, the next step is then export all that data into Excel and start doing pivot tables mm-hmm. to compare. But what you and need to essentially do is say, Okay, all the people who came from Facebook within this month, how much did they buy? When did they buy it? So we want to know, first of all, how much revenue did all my Facebook leads generate over the last 30 days? Then, how, which products did they buy? And then, how quickly did they monetize? Did they monetize within five days, in 10 days, 30 days? How long does it take them to be profitable for us?
3: And to take a step back, you know, we're used to dealing with Infusionsoft segmetrics is currently exclusively uh infusionsoft but you know whether it's entreport or drip uh, all of these email marketing mm-hmm. automation tools you know the lead value is it really just being able to calculate how much revenue is generated per the count of your leads you know what is the average revenue generated that's it at its most basic terms so sure. if you just want to get your baseline you could export all of your revenue and all of your leads and then just uh, do the simple division of revenue over total leads And so that sets your baseline. But, you know, Rick, kind of to the point you were saying, that's the total lead value tells you one thing. But, uh, you know, let's say you acquired all of your leads yesterday or 80 percent of your leads yesterday. Well, they may only be worth a couple cents each because they just got to know you. Mm -hmm. But if you kind of start to segment it based on, well, the people that I acquired a year ago are now worth 80 bucks a, a piece to me. So that gives me some sense that the people I acquired yesterday, well, they may only be worth cents. Uh, may be worth eighty dollars in a year, which completely changes your perception of your business and and how you can plan growing it. you know some people may panic if they see that uh, people are only worth eighty cents, but you can do some of this deeper dive uh, analytics to to better understand what people are worth based on what they do or where that came from.
2: yeah, and without that insight, I mean it really is you you are just kind of flying blindly here, you know, Charlie, you and I are talking about this sort of. When we chatted a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> prior to this interview, um, you know, it, without knowing these kinds of numbers, and I'll be completely honest with you, I haven't had the full insight into the potential that I can be having into my own business. As far as all right, I'm generating all these leads on Facebook. I know roughly what their what their value is, but from a real long term perspective, um, getting down to the nuts and bolts of of what those metrics are and what the Dollar values are. I mean, I get asked every single day, "How much should I be spending on my Facebook ads?" And what we're talking about here is now. I always, I always answer people. There's an easy, as a simple answer, and then there's a longer answer. This is the longer answer, meaning understanding these metrics and numbers in your business is really what allows you to very accurately figure out and determine how much you really, truly should be spending on not only your Facebook ads but really any kind of um, you know pay traffic source that you're that you're using. I think the other aspect of this too, and you guys have alluded to this, is that if you're running webinars or if you're running an affiliate promotion or if you are doing X and Y, being able to track these numbers really allows you to figure out where the highest customer value is coming from, from from which source, correct?
1: Right. Exactly.
3: Absolutely. And seeing it on a per campaign basis or a per ad basis, you know, as you say, there's a there's a simple version where if you can say, I know that I'm spending $1,000 on Facebook ads a month and that I know that those leads are generating immediately $10,000 each, it's like, well, this clearly works. But maybe $500 of your ad spend is going to a campaign that goes to a lead magnet uh, that generates all of the sales. And the other $500 goes to your second campaign and that generates zero sales. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of thing where... Uh, if you just look at the surface level, you may be doing fine. You may be doing terribly. But then, just looking at that next layer to see, well, does campaign A well do well? Does campaign B do well? Maybe I can turn one off and take the money I was spending there and just put it in the other campaign.
2: For sure. If someone does not currently have this set up, what are one or what are two basic things that they can do? And, and again, maybe they're not using Segmetrics at this point. Maybe they're just using mm-hmm. spreadsheets or you know, Google Analytics or whatever it might be, what are one or two things that they could put into place right now to start to have some clarity and insight on, into, you know, the importance of these numbers here?
3: I would say that the first step is UTM tracking, which UTM tracking has been around for a while. It's, uh, you may have noticed some gibberish in URL strings that you've clicked over the years and uh, from social media or from ads. And it's really, it's a pretty simple way to start. Uh, putting in the, the campaign names and the ad names into your tracking URLs so that it will report to Google and a ton of other systems, including ours. And uh, it's it's the kind of thing where it takes you maybe a, a day, three days, a week to fully uh, learn and appreciate how a UTM tracking link works, but then you never forget it. And the, then the hours that I've saved using these and, the, frankly, the money that has been generated for clients is kind of off the charts. Because then if you use Entreport or Infusionsoft, they can all be configured just with a little help from a dev, uh, such as Keith, to figure out how to best store that data so that you can later report on, oh, hey, this person clicked this ad, which had this campaign value, tracked with my UTM. uh, and, And then that's what's going to enable you to collect this data. How you report on it, a system like Segmetrics is going to make that reporting easier. But so long as you capture that data, you're going to be able to find a, a developer, an analytics nerd like me, who can parse that for
1: you and generate a meaningful report to inform your marketing. Right, and the the you from these UTM codes is universal, is that's what it means, mm-hmm. and that's important because all analytics software out there, whether it's Kissmetrics, Mixpanel, Google Analytics, Segmetrics, um, got every single thing, AdWords, Facebook, the whole thing uses those UTM codes and automatically parses them for you. So that's kind of the generic way, the universal way that you can then say, no matter what system I'm in, I can find my Facebook leads because they all have UTM source
2: Facebook on them, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, I was just thinking here as you guys are talking, you know, like I, I, so I do, I run an automated webinar and we've talked about this here in the, on the podcast before. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, I don't have the, the, the clarity <clears throat> as far as the, the depth and knowledge of, of that I'm not there yet as far as what I want to be um, having as far as what we're talking about here you know I do have a very clear understanding and knowledge of from a metric standpoint from an automated webinar standpoint where where that traffic is coming from, um, how much I'm paying for it obviously and then you know what is my lead value and I just do that within a Google um, a Google Doc spreadsheet and I have formulas and stuff set up there. I think what the the importance of what we're talking about here um, for everybody listening is really trying to you know just go beyond, just take a couple steps further into what you're doing with your Facebook ads or any other form of paid traffic, and really being clear on not only what your cost per lead is at that point, but as we've been talking about here, what is the value of that lead longer term, and that's truly what's going to help you figure out exactly how much you should be spending um, on your Facebook ads. Uh, right. or your other forms of paid traffic. What am I missing here, guys?
1: That, no, I think you've hit it on the head. Um, there's one thing that is interesting that I think a lot of people don't realize when they start this paid traffic, uh, especially through Facebook and things that allow you to really target in on your demographic, is that you're going to have a lot of people click those ads and opt in who are already on your list, right? Because mm-hmm. you're usually offering something like a lead magnet, uh, so, some sort of bonus or benefit, and people are clicking on that, re-opting into your list for this new product. We actually had a customer come on recently, and I think 30% of their paid ad traffic was not new leads. It was mm. all existing leads that were re-opting in because they saw the ad because, of course, they're in their demographic, right? So they were advertising to people in their demographic, and they just happened to already be on the list. So if you were looking at that from a purely Facebook stats side, You would say, "Oh, we just got seven hundred new leads," but then you realize, but you don't realize that thirty percent of them were completely were already on the list, and there's no way to track that because Facebook doesn't have access to that information,
3: right? right? And to both of your points, really, the kind of lesson that you're both talking about is know who your people are. You know, Rick, you're saying you're doing it in a a Google Doc, but that's because you understand your funnels and you're documenting Mm -hmm. it. You you know who you're sending. To the webinar opt-in page, and then who opts in? Uh, you know, based on your tags and in Infusionsoft, mm-hmm. and then it's just like a, like a, an analysis. And, and we're we're numbers guys, and so we know that sometimes we scare people off because numbers are one of those things to get that get thorny quick, and people uh, don't want to think about it. But uh, it can be as simple as where are we sending traffic, uh, and then what action then we, do we take? And then you can look at the individual people and and, and just count the revenue. So uh, I would say. On both sides, you know, Keith's giving the example of uh, you know knowing what Facebook is counting, so you can kind of do a sober analysis of okay, Facebook says it's seven hundred people, but maybe it's only three hundred. And Rick, on the other side, you're saying, well, maybe it's, currently the way I track it is a little manual, but the results you're getting are an analysis of who those people are based on what they do. Sure, just knowing your audience.
2: Now, Charlie, I mean, just mentioned as far as that. That's I'm glad you brought that you know kind of a case study up and. You know, yes, you can exclude, um, you, know, you can upload your, obviously your email list as a custom audience and you can ex- exclude that list, but it's not 100% accurate. So there are, there are certainly people gonna get, that are going to get through on that. Now, what do you guys suggest or how did that client of yours take that information and what kind of action did they, you know, did they change anything up because of it?
1: Specifically, yeah, they, they had changed up a couple of the demographics, a little ways to get less people who are already on the list. Uh, after they discovered that they were able to change it so now they're only seeing about a five five uh, percent reopt-in rate mm, right, right. Um, but one of the big things that they were able to notice is the fact that they noticed that at all right yeah. and yeah. that's that's the big takeaway that was the big takeaway from them is that oh crap we would have never noticed this otherwise
3: and the sooner you can learn you know you get uh, sometimes you get brought in uh, to a client, a year down the road, and they have some sort of holy grail report uh, that they've been making their marketing decisions based on. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you feel like the grim reaper because you're going in and saying, "Well, I'm sorry, but uh, you know these these were people you had already acquired, or you're double counting purchases." Which yeah. every business has had had it happen. Uh, the sooner you can start to to just keep re-auditing that stuff and finding cool new ways to
2: track people. Sure, and I, I right. think that's the that's the real lesson here. Is in, in addition to understanding what the lead value is and where these sales are coming from based on you know the the, the traffic source or the products that you're selling is what do you do with that information and taking action on it. you know, trying to figure out, okay, I have this information. Let me try to make sense of it. And then based on what I'm making sense of, then taking action from there. Right. right
3: exactly. And then there was actually... Oh, go ahead, Charlie. I was just going to say a real quick thing. Rick, you know the Facebook ads a ton, and I'm sure your audience does. And once you find out how who those people are and how valuable they are, you can upload them to Facebook and serve ads only to them based on the fact that you know them. Yeah. Um, maybe they already bought your product, and so you want to upsell a second product. Facebook has that great flexibility where as soon as you know who someone is, you're serving them content based on who they are. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Sorry to interrupt and that's you. The, no, no, no. And that's one of the cool things that we've been looking at. And we actually had a customer do this was that he had a webinar that he had people sign up for. And he was planning on it being kind of a, a kind of starter level webinar. Uh, he's going to pitch a starter level product, and he looked at the users that had his leads that had reopted in. So these were existing leads, and he saw an average order value of around 100 to 200 dollars. So that changes the whole conversation then for the webinar. You don't want to have, you don't want to be selling a, a five twenty dollar product to uh, these leads who are really good leads right yeah. you have a potential to do a lot better these are obviously people who are much higher up on your uh, on your VIP list or much much more understanding of what what it is you do you can talk at a higher level and you can sell a better product to them so he changed the entire structure of his webinar to be able to focus on these higher lead values because he understood that that's who was signing up for this webinar even before he had the webinar.
2: Yeah, that was just right? gonna, I was just going to ask you to clarify that. Yeah, that's really powerful. I mean, if you if you are able to do any kind of analysis on the people who have registered for your webinar prior to it and have some insight there and then, you know, alter your message if necessary, that's super powerful.
1: Yeah. So the I mean, lead value works both as an after the fact thing where oh, these ads were doing well well because six months later we made a lot of money. But it's also great when you're doing retargeting and repositioning to your existing list. Yeah, I'd even say when you're building a product
3: to know, you know based on what people sign up for uh, or the ads they click, that's the kind of data that you can retroactively mine and say, oh, people are interested in this thing that I talked about once three years ago and I never returned to it. Uh, you know that's where that's where the highest lead values are. People who signed up for this one thing, maybe that determines what you, the next product you build is, or what the the subject of the next webinar is.
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I didn't even think about it from 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 like the the you know the the, the pre uh, phase, if you will. I was just thinking about it more from like you know after you bring those leads in. But man, like being able to leverage that sort of data and insight prior to doing something like that, so you can position it better based on who your customers are or potentially are. I mean, that's really, really powerful stuff. Yeah, Um,
1: especially with Facebook custom audiences, one of the things you can do, and we've seen done, um, is when you're launching a new product, first of all, you want to create a retargeting list for all people who have purchased before. So you wanna have the special offer for people, and then you want to choose, okay, all the people have purchased before who have an average order value over $500. So who are my real strong buyers, and then send them a different ad that talks more specifically to them. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot you can do with the retargeting with the custom audiences as well, based on that data.
2: Yeah. Super powerful, guys. This is. Um. I think we mentioned right before we started recording. We could talk about this for hours, but uh, (laughs) this is. I, I love talking about this stuff, and it's such an important thing because. You know, we talk about all different types of paid traffic and stuff here in the podcast, but when it really comes down to it, it's really understanding what we're getting, what we're bringing in here and the value of what we're bringing in while we're doing these, you know, all these different paid traffic um, strategies and so forth. So if uh, if there are Infusionsoft users here who are listening and they want to check out Segmetrics, where can they do that? Segmetrics.io.
3: Basic. That's the place to go.
2: Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Okay. I cool. did not mean for that to rhyme. <laughs> segmetrics.io thank you so much guys really appreciate it i'll be sure to link that up in the show notes for today's uh episode keith i know it's uh now it's like 6 30 a.m your time uh, so really appreciate you getting up so uh so early no to join us word. on Thanks the podcast here us. thank you so much guys thank See you right. cheers all right hope you got a lot out of this one with charlie and keith if you'd like to check out segmetrics i definitely appreciate it if you went through my affiliate link, which is rickmulready.com forward slash segmetrics. Now that is if you are uh, an Infusionsoft user. Before the interview and also during it, we talked about a lot of sites and links. And I'll have all those for you over on the show notes page at rickmulready.com forward slash 75. Thank you so much for listening today, everybody. In the next episode, we're going to continue our discussion around metrics and measuring your paid ad performance when I get into how to read your Facebook ad stats to ensure that you're getting the most from your Facebook ads. I get this question all the time. My, ad, my ads are running, now what do I do? What do I look at? How do I know whether to make changes or not? We're gonna dive into all that coming up in the next episode. Also, I've got another Q&A episode coming up. So if you have questions that you'd like me to answer for you here on the podcast, leave a comment on one of the show notes pages or tweet me at rick mulready or you can email me probably the best way um if you're not leaving a comment on the on the show notes page email me at support at rick with your question and i'll make sure to answer that on the upcoming q a episode so until then keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working and i'll see you in the next episode